from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Let's get it going. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. You have caught us right in the middle of Switcher Fest, a six-week special on Career Talk, all about career switches. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives right here in sunny Philadelphia, and I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. We have Dream Team in studio. Michelle and Dion are taking our calls right now at 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. So hey, if you've been dreaming about making a big career change, you've caught Career Talk at just the right time because we have six weeks of Switcher Fest going on right now, and it is Thursday noon Eastern. It would be open call. We want to hear from you right now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So give us a call. Let us know how we can help you land that dream job. And to help us today, we welcome David Cooley, who is the Director of Alumni Career Services and a career coach for UCLA Anderson School of Management's Office of Alumni Relations. He's also a winner of UCLA's Anderson's prestigious Abe Ackerman Award, and he has flown all the way from L.A. to be here in studio with us today. Welcome to Career Talk, David. Thanks so much, Don. Well, we're excited to have you because, David, you have a very unique background, having been in L.A. for 32 mm-hmm. years. You've worked a lot in the entertainment industry, and one of the, the switches we have not yet had an opportunity to talk about on Career Talk is is the switch to and from the the industry, which a lot of people are mystified about. So we can talk about both ways. If you're looking to go into entertainment, production, the movies, music, any of those things, you've picked the right day to listen to Career Talk because David is going to talk to you about how to do that. But if you're interested in exiting, we can talk about that too. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So let's, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the industry, David. It's a really interesting time because there's obviously been a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Disney has acquired Fox, AT&T has acquired Warner Brothers and Time Warner. And so the, because of that consolidation, it certainly is affecting the type of employment and that really the type of candidates that are being hired within the industry. There was a time where I think a very specific skill set that was necessary was for a physical product era. And now that Los Angeles is becoming more of a tech town, the entertainment industry is obviously reflecting that too. And so those that are hired in entertainment tend to come more from tech backgrounds than historically was the case. Yeah, it's it's so different. And um, Michelle and Dion, you guys are in are in the industry, and I'm sure you guys have seen a lot change during this time. So, Michelle, what are your thoughts? Um, with how the industry's changing? Mm-hmm. Well, I was in it, so I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm in it now, but I was in You're it. in radio. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, that's You're true. in it. <laughs> this is it. Absolutely. This is, people want to be on radio. That's true, yeah. And, and you are it. Okay, I'm in it. I'm in it, and I'm it. And I mean, I don't know. I I have obviously I feel like the big markets for media are L.A. and New York. Um, So it's a little bit weird being in Philadelphia in a satellite studio with Sirius XM. But, you know, I haven't seen any huge changes in terms of that. I was always in Los Angeles when I was doing the uh, when I was getting started in radio. And uh, I was there until I moved here. So the one thing I find that is so incredible about this industry. And I talk about this industry being the entertainment industry. So anything related to to movies, music, production, artistic careers, is that I will say this, this industry, people in this industry know how to network. They understand, David, that this business is all about who you know. And my my point always on Career Talk is that it's not just this business that's about who you know. It's every business. Without a doubt. So but this group this group knows that. How how can we harness the power of that for other industries? Because I think that is so critical. I think it's so important for people to rethink what networking really is. Um, like you said, in entertainment 
it's clear that networking is not just going to get you in the door, but it's how you stay uh, successful throughout your career. You have to keep building relationships. And as you said, that's all industries. But in the entertainment industry, it really is critical that you are getting in front of people, that you're meeting them, that they understand that you're very smart, you've got innovative ideas, whether it's creative or business, you you really have to network and find ways to build those relationships throughout your career. Mm-hmm. I feel like in that industry, I mean, whether you're making a movie or you're you're producing something, I mean, the first thing people do is like, who do I want on my project? That's right. They're not slapping up an ad. Or they're just, who do I want? Who do I know? Who's good? Who's in, who's in my network? Yes. And, and the, the fact is, David, I, I actually believe that a lot of companies hire this way too when they have a great job opening or somebody's exiting or maybe the, the leadership's overturning. They're asking themselves, who do I know? that can come onto my team, that can fill these positions. And that is why fewer than than 20% of jobs are ever advertised because this is happening not just in the entertainment industry but across the industries. And the more people you know, the more opportunities that get to you. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with David Cooley, who is all the way in Philadelphia from LA, and we're talking about getting into or out of the entertainment industry on Switcher Fist. Hey, you got a question? Maybe you've been trying to break into the industry and struggling with that, or maybe you've been in the industry and you're looking to maybe exit and find more of a corporate type role, but you're struggling with that because people can't see you in that light. That's what Switcher Fest is all about on Career Talk, and we're taking your calls right now. If it's Thursday noon Eastern, 844-844-942-7866. So if you've got a tip, if you've got a story if you've got a question we are here all hour for you 844-942-7866 give us a call so okay so networking is everything um let's talk a little bit about if you know individuals are looking to break into this industry it's it's tough i mean i think you have to have talent so that's that's that goes without saying but you have to make connections how do people make connections david you have to be out there you have to be willing to go out to lunch with people. You have to build relationships. You have to get out of your comfort zone as much as possible and really be prepared not to just build those relationships, but to, to follow up with them over time. Because as you said, it's in the case in all industries, but especially in, in entertainment, that people are going to go with people they trust, people that they've met, that they've had that a great impression has been made on through that connection. And so I think if someone, let's say, is trying to get into entertainment, certainly they have to understand whether it's the creative side or the business side, they have to really understand who the players are. They have to understand what that functional role is that they can do. And they really have to get out there and meet people. And you've got a great story about this when you moved to L.A. (laughs) Little known story. Yes, when I first moved to L.A., I was actually interested in the music video production area. I sent out letters. This is pre-email. hate to say it. And obviously nobody got back to me at any point. And then... At one point, I was living with three guys in a three-bedroom, and another one of my roommates got a phone call from a music video production house, and he said, why are you handing out my number? I said, I'm not. And this is the days before you had all individual cell phones, That's too. Right. So you're all yeah, sharing phones. I'm really dating myself here. <laughs> but all of that to say, it ended up being a name and a number, and I called that number back, and I said, hi, you don't know me, but you called me. This is a wrong number, but is there any chance that I could come in and give you my resume. And the woman who was hiring said, no, 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 I'm too busy, I'm too busy. I said, just 30 seconds. I'd love to just say hi. I'll give you my resume, and I'll walk away. She finally agreed to that. I sped across town, gave her my resume, got out of there in less than 30 seconds. By the time I got home, I had a job. So it's about persistence. It's about not necessarily following the rules. And I'm not saying going all rogue, but you have to be persistent. People are going to say no. People are going to close the door. People are going to not have time. But it's those individuals who keep showing up and are there at right time, right opportunity that are going to get those opportunities. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk. It is Switcher Fest Series XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with David Cooley, who's here from L.A. talking all about how to break into or out of the entertainment industry and you can reach us all hour if it's thursday 844-WHARTON-844-942-7866 and we're going to go to kathleen in illinois kathleen welcome to career talk what's on your mind today 
Hi, good morning. What a great show. Well, thank, thank you. you. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, thank you. My niece goes to Florida State University, go Knowles, and uh, she's interested in, from all the way from Tallahassee. She wants to go to L.A., and she wants to be in the entertainment industry, whether it's L.A. or New York, and she wants to be involved from a business aspect, uh, distribution, uh, and nice. more of the business side, not the right. production. What what guidance would you give her on how does she break in? Fantastic. So she's she's willing to move. So she's got that, yeah. um, and she she wants to. When does she graduate, Kathleen? Next year. Next year. Okay. So is she doing an internship or anything like that? Well, that that's a good question. She'd like to. She'd like to do an inter. Uh, I apologize. She's going to do an internship next year and then graduate the following year. So it's really. Uh, doing an internship first. How does she break in that way? And then ultimately, you know, uh, get into the industry once she's had the internship. So Fantastic. really the question is internship. Fantastic, David. Internships are critical. Even if you're locally based, even those that went to UCLA Anderson took a summer internship or an academic year internship at the studios or in the case of you just talked about distribution. As you can imagine, and I'm sure you know well, the distribution models have changed rapidly. And so more and more people are targeting companies like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Studios, companies like that. So I would say if she can possibly build relationships through her alumni network in L.A. that will lead her there, that will be critical. If she doesn't have a lot of alums that are in the L.A. area, it is still worth, as Don said, polite persistence, going after people with uh, a certain amount of uh, let's say, focus and understanding and knowing that if you're polite enough and you seem to know what you're talking about, eventually somebody will get back to you. But it it, it takes a lot of time. And I think and to add on to that, Kathleen, polite persistence, one of the things that I have seen work for people across all industries, but especially the entertainment industry, is offering something for nothing. Yes. And I know mm-hmm. that isn't, you know, when you're graduating and you're looking to finally make money and get a paycheck, that may not be as interesting. But here's the thing. You get to show up, show your commitment, show your talent and they know you're serious. And the fact is, when these jobs open up, they're not slapping them out there on, on the Internet. They're right. saying, who's around that I know, I trust, and can do this job? And you want your your niece to be the one who's right there. So yeah. it's tough, but that investment can get her so far if she's willing to to knock on the door and say, hey, I'm willing to work for free. Or here's a tip I've learned. Or here, I've done I've done some some analytics on your social media and this is what I've learned I just thought you'd like to see it these are the ways that people are getting these very cool jobs so for those people who are looking on the internet stop stop right. and start doing this you can do this so easily nowadays you could just go on you know throw up Google look at things and say hey I see these posts are doing really well I thought you'd like to know this is what I'm interested in doing here's my number you know and keep following up so I I think that's exactly what she needs to do thank you so much Kathleen we wish your thank niece you. all the best and thank you for for listening to career talk series yes, good luck to your niece channel 132 I'm your host Dr. Don Graham we're here with David Cooley who's here from UCLA Anderson and he has lots of tips for you if you're looking to enter or exit the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're taking your calls all hour long, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. So if you have a tip or comment about the entertainment industry or you're looking to switch, that is what we are all about here today. And we're going to go to John in California. John, welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Hey, John. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Can you hear me okay? Yep, got you. Hey, so along the line of entertainment and personal connection, a huge birthday wishes to my favorite Dr. Dawn. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That is very, very sweet. That is very sweet. Michelle did not even tip me off to that, John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm 22 for everyone who's interested. Again, <laughs> thank you, thank you for you for laughing the... at that, John. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Dion's cracking up too. You, the, for the smile that you bring to the show every Thursday, and for the great team that you put together there, you're doing a great job. Love what you what love the information you put out, and so thank you very Absolutely. much. I think this is an example of this is an example of how to make an entertaining connection with someone. Oh, John, you're the best. You're the. Are best. you crying? I, I know they they put tissues in the studio today. Now I know why. <laughs> oh, this is the first 
time I've ever seen Dawn cry. I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm, my contacts are dirty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right, well, well, enjoy the feeling. Have a great day. Thank you, John. You're the best. You totally, totally made my week. Totally. Thank you. Thank you for wow. listening to Career Talk. I know. I mean, Dion's still laughing at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. There's no better sound than Dion's laugh. So, 844-944-942-7866. You're listening to Switcher Fest on Career Talk. We are doing six weeks of switch specials say that quickly to help you land the job of your dream so if you have been dreaming about something else this is your time to call today we are talking about the entertainment field but of course if you have any questions every thursday we show up here because we want to help you get to where you want to be 844-942-7866 so we're talking about entertainment and david we i think a great tip was just showing up and volunteering so that Easier said than done, perhaps. How can people do that? I mean, how can people really figure out where to show up and and how to just knock on a door and get in? I mean, even if you don't have an alumni network to pull from, it's important that you be out there at some point, whether it's New York or L.A. It's critical that you get FaceTime with somebody. And the great thing is, thanks to LinkedIn, you can at least identify people that might be in that functional area of that, either the studio or the distribution platform or whatever you're trying for. And again, kind of reaching out to them, whether it's offering help on some sort of project or even just trying to get 15 minutes of their time briefly, whether it's on the phone, ideally in person. I think what's really critical is that you gain a strong understanding of the economics of that industry. If indeed you are going to target entertainment, really understand what's going on because a lot is changing. A lot has changed in the last few years in terms of those business models. Mm -hmm. And I like, you have a, um, I visited you, Sally Anderson, this summer, and you have your, what you call your wall of chaos. And these are, (laughs) these are all of David's best career advice for individuals who are, who are not only switching, but looking to get any job. And I think these are, some of these are just ones you have to, have to keep in your brain (laughs) if you're looking for a job search. One of my all-time favorites is IBNR, which you say, impressive but not relevant. What does that mean, David? Well, that means that quite often when people are on, especially in an interview, they'll go in and they'll have some stories ready to go about whatever they've done. But the problem is, as they're telling that story in the interview, they'll go down a kind of a whole rabbit hole where they're telling a story about something they did. Let's say they came from the medical device industry and they're going into entertainment. They did something very meaningful. But it's too focused on where they've been and not where they're going. They'll tell something that's ultimately IBNR, interesting or impressive, but not relevant. And it'll end up kind of killing the interview because you're not translating what that meant to the industry that you're targeting. If it's entertainment, it has to be entertainment related and kind of very digital entertainment related. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, I know you, you you have a story of a recent um this gets a little tricky because yeah. sometimes you think things are relevant when they're really not. And this is to get back to your point from just a moment ago. You really have to do your research and not only understand the the numbers on the Internet, but you have to understand the culture of where you're going. Because sometimes you can think something is 100% relevant when it actually is working against so you. True. So true. And I think that part of it is, again, being there and being able to talk to people, even among the studios and distribution platforms, there's very different types of cultures. Uh, uh, For example, uh, Hulu is much more like a startup, like you'd see in San Francisco. You go to Amazon Studios, that's a little bit more formal. Um, All these different players and Disney's pretty formal. Getting a sense of not just how the people are, but understanding what part of the business is this really in? For example, uh, you can look and say all oh, the studios seem similar, but if you look at it carefully, they are all quite different, and they all generate revenue. They make money in very different ways. And you had an example of a of a client who who kind of had this this interesting but not relevant because the background in the industry actually hurt the chances of getting the role. Yeah, there's been quite a few that have come from let's say, the creative side of entertainment and wanted to get into the business side. But unfortunately, for example, uh, a musician that wanted to get into music marketing post-MBA, the problem was that background as a musician, even though he had very strong skills that he developed in the MBA program at Anderson, it ended up hurting him that he was a musician because at first there was this 
belief that he might not take the business side as seriously as he used to mm-hmm. when he was a musician. So he had to try even harder to get a role that was much more business and quite honestly uh, – analytically driven mm-hmm. but he got there yep and and this is a mantra i always say on the show david match first stand out second and, yes. and what i mean by this is you have to understand where your audience wants to see and perhaps how they perceive you in your former career because you know i work with a lot of people who are maybe lawyers and they want to go into strategy or yeah. maybe they're in the in the clinical side of pharma but they want to go into more of the business side and you have to understand these perceptions which Maybe are unfair, right. but as I always say, yes, it is unfair. But now that you know this is going to be a perception, it's up to you to create the brand image that they want to see. Now, later, it was helpful for this individual that that he had a music industry. But if he put that up first, their perception was you're not you're not the business type we're looking for. Absolutely. In fact, they went just the opposite way and said, I, "We just don't believe that you're going to take this role seriously." But with a lot of practice. With a lot of refocusing and translation, like mm-hmm. you talk about in Switchers. By the way, he read Switchers and loved the book, just to throw it out there. He's a huge fan of you in the book. But it took a lot of extra translation to prove that he had the hard skills that were required for that role. Mm-hmm. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You're listening to Switcher Fest, six weeks of shows dedicated to your career switch. Hey, if you are thinking about making a switch, maybe you've made a switch and you've got a tip to share with somebody else. We want to hear from you. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are here all hour long. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. This week, we are talking about the entertainment industry. So if you have been dreaming about a career in music or video or production or movies, or anything related to that industry, we want to help you get there. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We have David Cooley here all the way in studio from L.A. giving us lots of tips and tricks for how to break into the industry. So so let's talk about... Um, Dave, somebody moves to L.A. and they show up. You you need to be willing to, to couch surf. Is that true? It, depending on your situation, absolutely. You need to be able to be there to build those relationships, just sending emails. And as you said earlier, applying to these jobs online when they have thousands and thousands of applications every day coming through the official job application site, most of them probably will never be uh, seen because, A, they have so many people that are applying for those roles. Mm -hmm. And secondly, with applicant tracking systems and the artificial intelligence that's used to weed out people, a lot of people, maybe if they even had some of the right skills, will probably never be seen because nobody can speak to their uh, achievements or their professionalism or their knowledge of that business. I imagine that with social media and mm. the internet and how prevalent things like podcasting and, and YouTube and all this, I mean, I imagine that there's more of an opportunity for people to maybe show their stuff, but it's also gotten very crowded. So what advice do you have for people who are trying to kind of use those mediums as a method? Well, certainly with YouTube, YouTube changed the whole playing field. Obviously, the people that became the content creators and YouTube obviously have made incredible sums of money by becoming an artist. But it takes a lot of time, a lot of branding, and a lot of really using all social media platforms to get your name out there. Now, that that's if you're a creative, but you still have to be exceptional at what you do. You have to build that following. You have to really think in terms of social media all the time, especially if you're on the creative side. But even on the business side, it's equally critical that you know both the creative and the business side to really understand where the industry is going. The people that were movie stars yesterday are being replaced by the content creator and YouTube stars of today. Wow. 844-WHARTON-844-942-7866. You're listening to Switcher Fest on Career Talk Series XM Channel 132. And we are going to go to Jesse in Florida. Welcome to the show, Jesse. What's on your mind today? Hi there. Great show, by the way. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jesse. How can we help you today? Okay. So um, I have over 15 years of experience in digital marketing 
And um, lately, I've been considering a career change because the industry has changed um, a lot, especially, you know, um, in my industry, um, it's very dynamic. It changes all the time. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been considering perhaps in a career change because I've been struggling a little bit. Uh, years ago, I decided to go on my own and I have my own business, but um, I'm not doing as well as I used to. So... I think it's uh, time for me to go back to the corporate corporate world, if you will. And um, I was wondering what um, what kind of advice you can give me, um, because I've been having a hard time also landing a job. Um, for I, I believe for a couple of reasons. One is I'm in the area that is more known as the retirement town and there are not too many opportunities sure. so i'm considering moving to where the action is going to be and what careers uh, you know might be a, a good fit for somebody with my background because sometimes it's hard to to um trans- uh, uh, yeah uh, tell the others you know that you are I hear you. So yeah, so Jesse, so a um, couple of things. So you you were in digital marketing for fifteen years. You had your own business. Tell us how long you've been you've been an entrepreneur in your own business. Eight years. Eight years, and now you're looking to go back into corporate. And are you looking to do digital marketing? Is that what you're looking to do there? Well, that's what I know. Uh, most of my career, I basically done. Um, uh, you know, digital marketing, first right. in the uh, technology side and then in sales. But um, a, a lot of the things that I do are now automated by these uh, programmatic platforms and artificial intelligence, if you will. So uh, I, I think the, the walls are closing. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I mean, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, all of these things, and you obviously are great with, with the technology piece of it. And I think that's something that changes constantly. So if you've been keeping up with that, chances are you're going to be very attractive to organizations and, and the, the bias they might have is similar to the one we've been talking about in entertainment. You were on one side, you, you're an entrepreneur, so you couldn't possibly understand how to function internally, um, which is not true. Absolutely not true. But you need to prove that to them. David, what's your advice for Jesse? Well, absolutely. And I think if you've been in the, doing the same thing for 15 years, Remember that you may know how good you are in this space, but if others haven't met you, and obviously marketing departments uh, tend to change very rapidly, and obviously you have a strong skill set, what you should really make is your mission is to make sure that you're getting your name out there, maybe with some informational interviews, by reaching out to some people and testing to see, hey, are my skills up to date? The great thing about being a marketer in this era is certainly there are so many things, whether it's through LinkedIn learning, whether it's through YouTube videos that can bring you up to speed on digital marketing if you feel like maybe what you have is a little bit dated. But as Dawn says in Switchers, you really have to get your name out there and people have to know about you and trust you no matter how good you are. So the number one thing is, have you identified a list of companies that you might want to work for? And then how will you translate that experience as an entrepreneur uh, entrepreneur to that specific company that you're targeting? Yeah, and I think the starting with the companies is going to be most helpful. You'd mentioned, Jesse, that you might be open to moving. So that could be really helpful. So if you identify where you want to be, maybe you have family or, or you know ties to a certain place, then I think you could look at the companies there who are really looking for people with your skill set and start networking into those companies. Another thought I had is that a lot of these types of jobs now are virtual. So you may not have to move. You may need to market yourself to companies that are open to hiring individuals who are not going to be working in office. But so many more companies are doing that because, let's face it, real estate is expensive. And if you're doing a digital job, why do they need to create an office space for you? So that could actually be something you consider, too. The other thing I'm thinking is, as an entrepreneur for eight years, you've got a number of clients who have worked with you, who trust you, 
who have seen what you're able to do. And that could be a great base to start from. If they're not hiring, don't forget about second level contacts. They know people that are in companies. They have spouses. They have family. They have connections. They have people they can introduce you to. So I think you need to put together a very, very clear plan A of this is the type of company I want to be in. This is the type of role I want to do. And then start talking to your clients who have built, who you've built trust with because they're going to get you to those opportunities. And I think that's going to be one of your biggest opportunity points right there. Jesse, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. We really appreciate that. And hey, if you've got a question, tip, we'd love to hear from you too. We're doing Switcher Fest, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. But right now, we need to go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz? So, Tuesday, October 16th, was National Boss Appreciation Day, and a survey of over 3,000 Americans found that while 32% of respondents were Facebook friends with their boss, and 24% had visited their boss's home, only 5% of employees have done this with their boss. Only 5% of employees have done this with their boss, and as you know... Career Talk is a PG-13 show. If you think you know, give us a call at 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk Series XM, Channel 132. We will be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brown. Welcome back to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 132. It is Switcher Fest. We are right in the middle of a six-week series on how to switch careers. And as a special gift for all of our listeners, we have a deal for you on the audiobook. If you are interested in buying the auto audiobook of Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success, you can get it for half off on downpour.com. Just enter DP Switchers as you exit the checkout and you will get that book for half off. Also, as a bonus, if you have not yet checked out Switchers, we have a free audio chapter for you on my website, dawnoncareers.com. So if you're thinking about checking it out, thinking about switching careers, or you just want some fresh career advice that you haven't read before, highly recommend going to my website and checking out that free chapter. Hey, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. This is Career Talk. We are here for you every week because we want to see you in your dream job. And just in case you missed the pre-break quiz before we went to break, I want to let you know what it is. So, Tuesday, October 16th was National Boss Appreciation Day. And while 32% of respondents were Facebook friends with their boss, only 5% of employees have done this with their boss. If you think you know, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We're going to come back to answering that. So think about it and give us a call. Don't forget, Career Talk is, as always, PG-13. Hey, we're on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we have David Cooley in studio all the way from L.A. Hey, David, if people want to learn more about you, where should they reach out? Um, I am both on LinkedIn as David E. Cooley, but also have a website, CooleyCareerCoaching.com. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, if you reach out on LinkedIn, you got to write a tailored message so that David knows where you heard him here on SiriusXM. That's right. Career Talk. Hey, we're talking all about switching from or to the entertainment industry. So I want to talk, you have your, your wall of chaos and your, your Davidisms, and one of the other Davidisms I love that you talk about for the interview is truthful versus confessional. Uh, what does that mean? So often in interviews, people have a tendency to answer questions far too literally. In other words, they're asked a question like, tell me about a time that you failed. And that's one of those really difficult questions to to answer, as, as I'm sure you know very well and you've told many people about. Sometimes people go too far into something negative, And while it's truthful, it is way too confessional, way too 
um, honest and maybe sets off some red flags that you didn't need to do if you had really thought about how to answer that question ahead of time. Mm-hmm. People will reveal things that might even make the employer question if they have the right skills when they're just trying to be honest. So it's critical to be truthful, but you don't necessarily have to confess to real, real skill gaps that have nothing to do with the job. Yes. So truthful versus confessional. And I usually say, be careful of TMI, too much information. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. Because here's the thing. I will say, I will put my former recruiter hat on and I will tell people, Here's an insider secret. We are trained to befriend you. Yes. And it's not that we're not we're not nice people and you know all that, but we want you to feel comfortable in the interview because we want you to feel like you can share your your ideas. We want you to feel like you can share your answers, your insights. We want you to feel comfortable sharing all that. But in some ways, sometimes when people feel really comfortable, they start sharing things with us that they shouldn't. <laughs> Without a doubt. And we've seen it, too. In the mock interviews that I do and you do, you have people and you're, you're videotaping them quite often. They will go on and on about something that really takes your mind completely out of what the job was about. Mm-hmm. And part of, partly because they haven't prepared, partially because they may be a little bit nervous. But it is so important that people stay on point mm-hmm. and be truthful, but just don't confess to things that really might completely throw off the interview in its entirety. And it's so easy to do if you haven't thought through these things ahead of time. Yeah. When we're nervous, we tend to ramble. We tend to go off topic. And worse, we want to fill the silence. So we tend to say things that we will kick ourselves for later. But do you remember, your recruiter is trying to make you feel comfortable. And in that moment, that person is evaluating you. They are not Mm. your friend. And whatever you say in there, even if you think you become great buddies with the recruiter, is going to end up in that evaluation for the job. So just keep that in mind. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk. We are in the middle of Switcher Fest. And we're going to go to Welvin in Virginia. Welcome to the show, Welvin. What's on your mind today? Hi. uh, Thank you for the first time calling. I just want to thank you for the show. I've got a lot of great information from that. I'm but I found this out, so thank you very much for all the information. I Thanks, really appreciate Welvin. It. We appreciate that. Um, so, you know, I just happened to hear, like, I guess your guest speaker today was about uh, TV, video production, radio production, um, kind of in that realm, and that's kind of been a secret passion of mine. Um, I actually graduated with it, but I kind of have nothing to do with it right now, but I'd like to get someone back into it. So I was wondering um, if the guest speaker had any recommended you know, kind of conferences to kind of go to just to kind of see, you know, at least meet other people and then to see how the industry is just because, you know, I graduated like probably 10 years ago and I know the industry has changed, but I've always followed it. So I'm just curious if there's any recommended conferences to kind of attend to. So, I mean, I've always had a passion for, you know, like the music business or how the TV business or how, you know, runs. I was fascinated by it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well then. Thanks for calling in. I think the things to really look at is what's being done, especially in the L.A. area. Um, Variety and The Hollywood Reporter are two long, long established publications that tend to run conferences around digital media. And they cover both the business and often the creative side, too. And so they have a lot of conferences Mm -hmm. that they sponsor. But there's also um, different things including uh, Tech Week in Los Angeles because L.A. is becoming really more of a tech town than it has ever been. Things like that are worth, I would start with looking up Digital Hollywood. And if you're really looking on the production side, it's really important that you are, first of all, reaching out to people in that space, getting to L.A. or New York, wherever you plan to be, but to really understand, if if you're going to be on the creative side, what kind of reel, as they call it, or whatever it is that you need in what form and that is is going to be acceptable to who you're targeting. So, and it changes from employer to employer. And right. these are things that you kind of can only can find out by reaching out to people that are there. But thanks to LinkedIn, you can track a lot more of these people down than you could even ten years ago. Yeah, right. and and it, as you're talking about, well, then it's all about the relationships. So getting to those places is is so critical. We know that 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 online is a great place to research, and you can start building relationships. But I think one of the yeah. things that that I've learned, especially coming out, David, to visit you in LA, is that that face to face there is nothing. Nothing like, like you it. eventually have to get to that point. You can be incredibly talented, and no one will ever hear of your work or see you or think of hiring you because you haven't built that relationship. The networking piece is so critical, getting FaceTime, making a great impression on people, really understanding 
what it is that the employers are looking for. Like as Dr. Don is saying, it's so critical to get that FaceTime and meet people. That's mm-hmm. in every business, but even more so in entertainment. Yeah. And, and well, then in understanding what has changed, I mean, you can, you can figure that out before you even go, a lot of that information. So, so doing your research, looking up what the differences are, and then starting to assess, even though you've been out of the, the industry for 10 years, I think what's important is, is that you start to think about where you fit in now because it's changed so much. I mean, there might be a, a specific niche that you really want to target, and then you can kind of go after that versus, you know, casting that broad net. So really thinking through that. Well, then thank you so much for for calling us on Career Talk. We're so happy you found us on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And you can call us all hour long if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We are in the middle of Switcher Fest, and we're celebrating my new book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success, which is available now. And we do have a Twitter question from RIP City Jeff. RIP, I love that. You know I love my Halloween. Um, And he asks, what's the best way to find the truth about what a company's culture is when deciding where to work? Ooh, David, I know you get this question all the time. Absolutely. And the company culture, as we talked about earlier, can be very different, um, even within one geographic area, right? Is it more of a tech company? Is it more of a kind of formal company? Is it run by executives that tend to be a little bit more formal? This is important and why networking is so critical. It's not going to be really listed on a website. It's not going to be on LinkedIn. You do need to reach out, talk to people, maybe talk to them through Skype or Zoom, or find a way to connect with somebody that can give you an understanding of what that culture is like. It's important for the interview. It's important to understand what drives and motivates people that work at those different companies. That's all companies, but definitely the case in entertainment as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important to find a lot of sources. I mean, you can go on Glassdoor, and I think there's some value to that, but a lot of that might be from disgruntled (laughs) individuals. So, you know, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. You could talk to people, and again, depending on their their experience, maybe they're brand new and everything's great, or maybe they've been there 10 years and it's like, eh. Um, but, But the more data you have, the more information you have, it, go if it's if it's something that has a storefront go to the stores i mean it, there's so many different ways to to find that out and i think you have to look for the themes and patterns well, yeah and one thing that people tend to do too and i i thought this was smart years ago i heard about somebody that basically went to cafes or bars right across from some of the studios in la and they started talking to people Right after work, they'd go there right about 5 o'clock, hang out till about 8, and talk to as many people, knowing that people were walking across from that studio to probably have a drink or have some food. And they got a real sense of the culture through that, through just talking informally to people. They got a strong insight and also a lot of data points, a lot of different people weighing in. And so that person was able to really know what to talk about and how to present themselves when they finally got a chance to interview. Love that. And that's creative. That's yes. creative. It's like, hey, five o'clock, they're coming out. It's it's a non-threatening environment. You're sitting to have a drink after work. You, you strike up a conversation with somebody at the bar. Those are the people who are making it happen. Without a doubt. And Absolutely. they're getting FaceTime. They're finding a new way. There's not always one exact approach. And obviously, you talk about this in Switchers, that it's it's not like there's only one way to do this. You have to be creative about the way that you approach networking and relationship building, and it has to be authentic and real. And you have to not just present yourself and what you want, but really actively listen and follow up with people and thank them for their time. Mm-hmm. It's an investment. I'm going to say that. Yes. I've, I've had people, David, read my book, Switchers, and say, that's a lot of work. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it's a lot it's of work. It's a great book. Oh, thank you. But but this is how you do it. I mean, if you're if you're content with sitting behind a computer and sending applications, you're going to have access to 20% of the opportunities, and, and often those are not the best opportunities. Yes. And that's okay. But if you want these, especially in the entertainment field, I mean, this is a highly competitive world, you're going to have to come up with these creative of ideas. And even even today, there was just an article in the Financial Financial Times last week about the fact that companies are challenged to find individuals who can influence others, who can build networks, who right. can who can 
collaborate across functions, across cultures who can problem solve and bring creativity. They're okay. They can find the hard skills. They can find the accounting and economics and all that, but they can't find these individuals. So if you think about how you're approaching the job search, if you're approaching the job search in a lockstep way, see the ad, respond, send my resume, then then you're not what they're looking for. They Truly. want people who step outside that process. Without a doubt. And, and there's a lot of ways to do that. And you have to really think about how do you create value? Why are you valuable? Why are you worth, worth hiring? If you haven't thought that out ahead of time, it's probably not going to go so well when, when and if you do get a call. But to your point, this idea of depending on online applications will drive anybody crazy because the chance of you getting a response is so low in most industries, but especially entertainment where there's such uh, you know glamour and glitz around it. But the reality is it's just like a lot of other businesses. And you have to build relationships. You have to understand what that business is and where you fit in and how you add value. Mm-hmm. 844 844-844-942-7866. You're listening to Switcher Fest on SiriusXM Channel 132. Hey, RIP City Jeff, thank you for your question on Twitter. And if you have another question, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Don Graham. But right now, we should answer our pre-break quiz. So Tuesday, October 16th was National Boss Appreciation Day. I like that. Bad. It was Boss Appreciation Day and a survey of over 3,000. Give me an acronym. I know. I just, <laughs> not not me. No. But some, <laughs> some bosses. Right. Um, and a survey of over 3,000 Americans found that while 32% of respondents were Facebook friends with their boss, 24% had visited their boss's home. Only 5% of employees have done this, Dion. All right, so All right. I have three answers. Oh, three wow. answers. Is that allowed, Michelle? That's definitely not allowed. All right. well, but know, we'll let it slide today. Well, I know one of them I can't say, so so we're not going to worry <laughs> right. about that one. Two answers. <laughs> so I really have two answers. Okay, fair. All right. One, I'm, I'm going further. So I'm, I'm going to start with, with what I think it is. Okay. They marry their boss. Marry their wow. boss. Marry their boss. 5% of people marry their boss. I mean, I figured it's pretty low it's considering, low. you know. The, the other two percentages <laughs> that you gave? Five percent. Five percent? Do you know anybody who's married their boss? No. Michelle? No. Me either. David? I do, actually. All right. Oh, well, see, there you right go. Well, David's in the I entertainment business. Right. So let's just be clear. I think These he's were 5% not... of the people in here, right? Yeah. 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 I can't well, do the math. In the well, entertainment business, it's probably 50% of people who've married their <laughs> no, boss. Not that so let's, let's, okay, that, that yes. doesn't count. Okay, what's your second answer, Dion? I was going to say drink with their boss. Damn it, you took mine. Really? Yeah. Only 5%? I think that there's more. Yeah, that's why it's a bad answer. Yeah, I was going to say, again, in the entertainment business, it's 100%. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, and, and that's why I went further, because I, I figured a lot of people drink with, with their boss, but there would be even fewer people would marry their boss. Well, if you drink with their boss a lot, chances are you might marry your boss, I guess. <laughs> uh, my answer was kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Can I give... Can I give... Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I kind of thought that, Dion. <laughs> Can I give R.I.P. City Jeff, which actually, as Dion pointed out, might be Rip City Jeff because Rip City is it's Portland. Portland. Mm. All right, whatever. <laughs> anyway, Rip City Jeff sent in an answer, so I thought we could we could uh, say what it is because I think he might be right. Okay, gone on vacation with their boss. Ooh, wow! Like honeymoon, Dion. So they got <laughs> there married. You go. Sounds And then divorced. <laughs> Was that his other answer? That divorce? was the an- No, no, no. Just the just the vacation. No, is that you got to look it up? No, I'm not looking it up. <laughs> but I, I have a list of things that people have done, and I want to say that was on it. And actually, a lot more people have gone on vacation with their boss than than that. Weirdly, wow, um, wow. I know, David. I'm shocked. I've not I, gone on vacation. I've traveled. No, with- no, that's not the answer. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so I just yeah. I must admit, I do not know. I'm. Very excited to hear that. Yeah, the but nobody this. knows. That's the thing about my pre-break quiz. <laughs> nobody knows the answer. Nobody knows Good, the I feel much better answers. now. Thank you. <laughs> what have you done with your boss, PG-13? Um, no, I've had a drink with my boss. Um, we traveled together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine where this is going. This is well, really I, interesting. I, okay. Exercised with their boss. Wow. I have exercised with my boss, See? too. So technically, I was right. Typical, <laughs> Dion. typical wow. LA. I've done I've done Pilates with my boss. Believe it or not, I know it sounds very typically LA. That's very LA. Yeah, it's, very, it's so LA. It's just yeah. This, I'm, let's just count this survey as not. It wasn't with anybody in LA because I think these numbers would be very very different. Yeah, good point. Five percent of people have exercised with their boss. So there you go. Wow. 
There you go. Who knew? So, hey, you're listening to, <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Career Talk. Um, Michelle, Michelle, you did ask me to make my pre-break quizzes more business-related. That was much better, though. Thank you. Oh, I like the feedback. Yeah, Thank you. Good. Much better. Quiz. And I, I will say, I had third-party input because I, I have, I'm on a quest to do better pre-break quizzes. Yes. So, and and someone liked this question. Oh, fantastic! Wow. I got a like. That's Good never happened in three and a half years. It's never. This is a momentous happened. occasion. So, yes, totally made my day. Eight four four Wharton. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk. We're talking about switchers. Sirius XM channel one thirty two. And guess what? If you have a tip or a question. We're here for you. 844-942-7866. We have David Cooley here from L.A. He is the career director for UCLA Anderson Alumni Relations. And we're talking about how to switch to and from the entertainment industry. So let's talk as we're wrapping up, David. If you're looking to get out of the entertainment industry, what Mm. are some tips you have for somebody maybe who's like, okay, I'm done with this. I want to move into corporate, but I'm not getting taken seriously. It's happening more and more because of the things that we talked about earlier in terms of how digital the business has become. And I would say if someone's going to the corporate side is to really think about what you did from a functional perspective and say, and especially when you interview and talk about it and even write about it in your resume, make sure that you strip away the things that are specific to entertainment. Instead, focus on how you created value. Were you able to lower cost? Were you able to increase revenue? If you're a marketer, were you able to increase brand awareness for something? And then take out that entertainment e type of narrative because it's so easy for people to stereotype what entertainment is or isn't. And so if you're trying to get in something that really has very little to do with it, focus only on the value that you created. Only in, let's say it's a project that you completed that was successful. Talk about that and try to strip out that entertainment language because it, it alienates a lot of people that aren't in that industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you talk in your wall of chaos. I like your you, track your impact, yes. which is something you should be doing all the time. Truly. So what is that? Track your impact, TYI, is really about saying no matter what any of us do for a living, there are positive outcomes of what we do. But sometimes we forget to really think about what happens once I've done this project, who benefited from it? After I did my piece of that, who gained uh, from that project, from whatever it was that you did, was the impact that you eventually increase productivity. If you increase productivity, it probably helped the company at some point generate revenue, maybe just in a very small way. But always think about the impact of what you did. What are the outcomes? And write them down as you are in your role right now. Mm -hmm. Be able to write down the things, hey, I'm really proud of this. What happened eventually as a result of what I did? So track your impact because you're going to need to do it both for your resumes, for your interviews, and especially in the case of what we're talking about today, to be able to track your impact to be not about entertainment. Like if you're leaving and you're going into tech, which is happening a lot in L.A., people are saying, I've had this enough. There's a lot of changes going on. Let me move to a social media platform. Let me go to a small tech company. Whatever it is, think about your impact and who benefited and how. And I'm going to say, if you have a job and you're getting a paycheck you have impact. Right. The company is paying you to do something that ultimately benefits the mission or the bottom line. And if you haven't thought about it, here's a great opportunity for you to just sit down and start thinking about how what you do impacts the company. If, if that's not resonating with you, think about if you didn't show up anymore for the next few months, what would fall apart? Because often when you start thinking about it that way, you start to realize what impact you're having every day. And that's the stuff you want on your resume. That's the stuff you want to be talking about in an interview. So, so David, it's been great having you here. David thank Cooley you, from UCLA. We really appreciate it. And an early happy birthday to you. Well, thank you very much. And Michelle and Dion, you guys make this show so fun. And of course, to all of our callers and listeners, thank you so so much for joining up every Thursday. We are here for you. We want you to have the best career ever, which is why we do career talk. So, hey, Switcher Fest is in full force. Sirius XM Channel 132 Career Talk, and we look forward to seeing you next time.